0: Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, I'm joined by Amy Stankist, Global Head of Marketing at S&P Global Market Intelligence. Amy has 17 years of experience in B2B marketing across financial services and the technology sector, but one of the big achievements over the past year has really been establishing account-based marketing as a discipline. So I'm thrilled to have her join us for this episode. Amy, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Amy, I'd love for you to start with a a bit of an intro into your role at S&P. Global Market Intelligence. What you're doing, a bit about the team, and uh, an introduction into your program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I joined S&P Global Market Intelligence around two and a half years ago. Feels a long time ago now. (laughs) S&P Global Market Intelligence is a two billion dollar company with around eleven thousand employees, and I lead the the global marketing team. Like you said, so um, that is around seventy marketing and event professionals. We are located truly globally all over the world, so all over North
0: America, Europe and across APAC as well. Fantastic. And your own personal experience, you've worked at Thomson Reuters, you've worked in financial services for BNY Mellon as well. Have you bought some of that in terms of sector experience? What's most relevant coming into this particular role?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like you say, uh, I came from Thomson Reuters, where I was I was there for for five years, and uh, before that at BNY Mellon, uh, Dow Jones, and SEI Investments, which is an asset management company. So I've been in and around financial services for for most of my career, which has been, you know, absolutely great. It's a hugely dynamic and ever-changing industry that's always innovating, and there's always something new and, and usually quite dramatic going on. As we're sitting at the center of of a pandemic and seeing it through and services is is has been you know extremely interesting.
0: Just on that point, what do you see as the the market challenge when you look at growth for S and P Global on the market intelligence side? Yeah, it's a really interesting one because when we've looked at twenty
1: twenty, I mean obviously when you look at the broad business landscape across a lot of industries, there've been varying results. So some industries are obviously going through incredible kind of suffering and downturn at the moment, but there are other industries. are not and and that we've seen growth in so you know think about the 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 supermarkets and and most of the technology firms as well that have actually seen quite a lot of growth and and actually what we've seen this year um has been a real importance of continuing to put our customers at the center of everything we do we serve across industries so the s&p global market intelligence we think about our customers in the financial services industry of course but we do Serve many, many other types of customers from from governments to energy companies to retail companies across the board. I mean, you you name it: insurance, you know, banks, real estate firms as well. So we can really see that broad base of what's happening across the environment. And so supporting those customers with whatever they've needed has been really important. What we provide is, is the information, the news, uh, the data, the analytics that they need to be able to make decisions. And this year has been more critical than ever before to be able to make those decisions with some semblance of of confidence you know, there's not that much confidence there's not that much certainty so everybody needs as much information as they possibly can get that's timely that's relevant that's you know they know they can trust to make those decisions and as a result actually you know you talked about the barriers of growth we are a very strong and resilient business we've seen very very strong growth each quarter this year in 2020 so you know, we've shown this, this incredible kind of resilience in the face of this pandemic, and we have seen incredibly high demand for our, for our services and capabilities. And, and like I say, what we've tried to do is, is really be there for our customers and, and understand what they're going through and, and how we can help them in the best way possible.
0: And that in some ways feels like a, a huge testament to your account-based engagement program, where you you have embedded it as a discipline. Talk talk me through how you started your program.
1: So uh, again, I look back around the start of twenty nineteen. So I was about six months into my role at the company, and at that time, nobody really heard of account-based marketing. So what I was kind of faced with at the time was a, I guess, a talent to really spread the word about the the possibilities and the potential of of account-based marketing. And so at that time, I kind of took it upon myself to work with and present to the senior leaders across our commercial teams around the world. And there was an opportunity at the start of of 2019 where they were all coming together. We were all coming together as a senior leadership team to talk about how we were going to drive growth. And I thought that was a great opportunity. And so I did stand-up at that meeting and I presented around account-based marketing and at that time you know I, it maybe didn't resonate quite as much as I thought it would and I actually went away and, and did some thinking around this and, and then tried to understand why it wasn't creating the excitement that I thought it might I actually came up with the idea of rebranding this account-based engagement and as you, you know you talked about we, we use the acronym ABE now and I think that kind of reframing did help to um, drive that resonance within that team and to help them understand that this was a cross-functional discipline that I really wanted to partner with them on and that their teams were absolutely critical to. And then we were able to kind of work together to drive those initial successes. So it was a, it was a while ago now, but it, it wasn't an easy road at that first from the outset. It was certainly, you know, it's been an interesting journey and, and one that I've been able to kind of go on with those senior leaders as well.
0: And where does your account-based engagement program fit into your wider marketing strategy?
1: Yeah, so our wider strategy, I mean, we tend to go to market by segment and we segment is essentially an industry so we think about our audience groups uh, and the industries that we're going to market and, and targeting and then we think about region as well so that's really important with a global team we've obviously we need to be very regionally relevant and and understand what's happening on the ground in, the, in that region as well so they're the sort of predominant foundations of, of how we go to market so the foundations of our strategy from a marketing perspective but we also overlay those areas with our key growth initiatives So we have certain areas that we're investing a lot in at the moment as a business. And we know that these are in uh, extremely high demand at the moment. So just an example of of ESG at the moment is a very, very hot topic. So, Mm -hmm. um, and we have a very broad suite of capabilities around ESG. So, we try and kind of, you know, layer up the, the the segment, the industry, the region, and then the sort of these high growth areas where where there's a lot of demand for these from our customers to build that overarching marketing strategy globally. And then from that point, we look at the the tiered accounts. So what we tend to do, or what we have done this year, is build a structure around our customers to look at the the sort of size. And the needs of those customers. And so we have these different tiers now and across our strategic accounts, which are our largest accounts, which I'm sure many other people are familiar with the the terminology of strategic accounts or key accounts. We really almost, I wouldn't say ring fenced, but we defined what those accounts look like and packaged up that overarching strategy into um, an ABM approach or an ABE approach for those specific accounts to give them a much more tailored
0: experience of our, of our whole strategy. Fantastic. So you're, you're taking components of what you're doing across the market and then slicing, slicing and dicing that in a relevant way for those strategic accounts. Yes, Exactly. Brilliant, and you, you talked about the kind of market shift and, and how the demand for for insight and intelligence has never been greater. How does your account based engagement program help you differentiate in the market, given the, the backdrop of some of your competitors? Yeah, it's it's an incredibly busy market.
1: So it's a noisy market. <laughs> I've worked yeah. for some of our competitors, you know, so I really do understand the landscape, and and differentiating is harder and harder. But I, I do believe we are, you know, we are successful, and I, and I do believe that our ABE or account based engagement. Program program has been central to to doing that in many ways so like i said we we have a broad range of capabilities and and we serve a lot of different customers. So with that kind of breadth and depth of capabilities that we have, there are very specific areas where we definitely have a differentiator from a product standpoint or a capability standpoint, which is fantastic. We really have amazing capabilities in areas such as ESG, credit risk, data management and delivery. We have a very broad set of, of alternative data. But then I would say, we again, we overlay that with our people and our culture and that i mean in 2020 more than ever we've seen our culture come to the fore and the customer feedback that we get on our people is so so strong so it's packaging up the kind of the capabilities in our people layering on top of that our expertise that we can really showcase through our thought leadership which again comes back to our people but it's another layer of of differentiation that we we have on top of that but then packaging all of that up together and delivering that into these accounts through really tailored experiences is a huge differentiator and an example of that is Before 2020, when we could still do in-person events, we we were able to package up what I call a power day at a centre of one of our, our ABM accounts. So that was going on site to their offices and bringing the S&P global market intelligence experience to them, but in a way that was completely tailored to what they needed. So we'd worked for them with them for months on exactly what they needed, exactly what they would get the most value out of, and exactly what we should be delivering to them on that day. And so really looking at that broad range, you sort of start with the funnel, you know, it's like everything we've got in our arsenal at the top there, and then how we sort of filter that down and funnel that down into what's purely relevant for that account. But giving them the best value was, was amazing. And we, we got Incredible feedback from that initiative as well. So, you know, like I say, it's it's a clear differentiator when we can when we can package
0: everything up like that for a specific account. Fantastic. It sounds like you're really delivering account experiences. And I, I often see it when markets are more commoditized or there's a lot of competitive noise and every, everybody's adopting an account-based strategy of some sort. Actually, it comes down to the relationships and and people, ultimately, um, and, and a big part of your culture. And I guess related to that point, I'd be interested to hear from you about how, how account-based engagement is perceived today by, by many of those, those individuals, those teams that are working on, on strategic account.
1: Yeah, so I truly think now that ABE is seen as, I would say, if I had to kind of summarise in in a a very short phrase, it'd be very high potential. So the high potential that that we've been able to showcase last year, this year. Um, in terms of how we can add value to our customers has been immense and since we started to roll out the program more and more that as the momentum has gathered we have been a we've been absolutely flooded with kind of positive feedback both anecdotal but also from a metrics and a you know the kpi standpoint which is really important to us as well to be able to measure that you know it's it's really been highlighted in some amazing examples where, for instance, a a high value renewal has been made easier. We've had feedback from from a customer that maybe was pushing for a discount to their, you know, it went back to price. That was what the renewal was based on, but because of the experience and what we were able to then deliver to them, just specifically for, for their needs and for what they'd asked for outside of any pricing negotiations, they actually fed back and said, what you have delivered through your through this initiative was much more valuable than a 10% discount would have been. And this is on a large, you know, a large enterprise subscription. So when we hear and see this feedback from from accounts and, and it's the relationship managers or the account directors in our organization that are, are hearing that directly. They've been fantastic partners as well in in you know being very appreciative of the resources that we're putting into those accounts, but also f- making sure that we get that feedback. And that feedback is being continually fed into our organization, but also celebrated across our organization as well. So it's really helped to elevate the role of marketing, but mm-hmm. certainly marketing within the ABE context as well. And so now we're just seeing more and more demand. I now know we're going to be expanding from 50 accounts this year to 300 accounts next year so that's a whole new challenge uh, for us to take on (laughs) and figure out how we're going to do that um but his it has
0: been extremely well perceived and an ABE is just an unknown thing and it is a discipline which is fantastic that's brilliant. What what does that mean for your team? Because it, it sounds like, you know, you've taken and led the marketing team on on quite a journey with with ABM as a known discipline. More of your team focused on ABE? Or does it shift their their relationship with some of the stakeholders? Talk me through that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's come from a lot of work and a lot of determination. You know, I'm not claiming this has been an easy journey by any means. I'm very, very positive about it, but it it has taken a lot to get to this point as well. But in terms of that discipline, I mean, yes, it has elevated the team across the board in all regions they're part of conversations that maybe they wouldn't have been part of before so around these strategic accounts we now have these strategic pods which are cross-functional so marketing is a is a a key member Uh, each of the team have you know their place in some of these strategic pods where they're invited to any of the conversations around that account so all of the strategic planning and 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 the implementation the execution of those plans um, are really central uh, marketing is central to those conversations we've built really solid processes in in uh, partnership with the commercial teams the frontline teams so built processes that are not only effective but are also efficient um for everybody because yes we all want to do this but we don't want to spend you know we've all got other jobs to do as well unfortunately so you can't spend your entire you know your of your entire team doing an inefficient process even if it does bring success it, it's something that we need to you know build on and make sure that it's been efficient across the organization in terms of the knowledge and the expertise that has been increased tenfold or more than tenfold across the organization as well just in terms of the marketers and then the the level of expertise they can share with their partners across across the organisation and the amount of ideas that they bring to the table in those strategic pod discussions as well has been phenomenal. And I think one discipline that has really helped us more than anything else is an ABE working group. And actually that working group is only in marketing, but because our team is a fairly significant you know, size, we don't actually have any dedicated ABE marketers. So there's nobody that has this as a full time job currently. So we have formed this ABE working group where that I think was about 25 marketers in that working group at the moment. And that is a, a regular uh, meeting where they come together track the activity that's been happening, share those activities, share the best practice, what's gone well, what maybe hasn't gone so well, really help to give some clarity about roles and responsibilities in terms of what's gone well. As it, In addition, because when you've got these cross-functional uh, strategic pods, as I keep referring to, we have to be clear about roles and responsibilities from an ABE perspective in those pods. So when we can make one of those work really well we can almost put that up on a pedestal and say this is this is going incredibly well in this but you know this is a great example why don't you all you know try and take some of this uh, example and apply it in your in your own uh, conversations and your own meetings and i think that's really been helpful because everybody's on this journey together i mean none of you know my team were fairly new to abm they didn't really know much about it started 2019 and the rest of organizations certainly didn't know so bringing all of that together and, and learning together and sharing best practice at every step has been really really important
0: And do you think as part of this program and, and bringing the teams together to, to share that, the, the best practice and the ways of working, has it shifted the culture of, of your own team in the way that they think and operate and, and draw in other stakeholders across the business? Uh, yeah, 100 percent. So they I've seen this sense of
1: pride and sense of confidence in the team where before they maybe weren't in certain conversations or didn't feel as able to drive you know maybe before a marketer was in a conversation but maybe listening and and then taking actions based on those strategic conversations whereas now marketing are absolutely at the center of those strategic conversations and it has shifted our perception of ourselves which is yeah, fantastic absolutely. and even from you know all levels of the of the marketing team as well so we've we've really thrown some marketers in at the deep end as well in terms <laughs> of you know they may be not as experienced as others and we've pushed them forward and said you you can do this with support obviously with a support structure around them and with help and guidance but throwing them in and, and said you know we believe in you and you can do this and you can go and have these conversations you have every right to lead and to come up with ideas and to innovate and to you know make sure that best practice is being followed and and all of those things and and that's always going to build out the, the perception of the team within ourselves and, and externally as well so I would say that the you know the reputation of, of marketing has grown as well as part of this but as individuals I feel like the confidence levels are have, have really, really increased as well.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. It makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up for sure. So <laughs> um, I think there's so much of when you see marketing teams operating in their, either their channel specific execution or, or a particular discipline, it's, it's often hard to see the impact that you're driving for the for the business and, and indeed for your customers. And it sounds like much of the team have, have come on that journey and you've brought them much closer to um, not, not just thinking about the customer, thinking about uh, marketing's role, but really having a, a direct contribution and impact themselves, which is fantastic. And Amy, you spoke earlier about account based engagement and reframing your program as you were presenting it to the exec team. Uh, and I, I hear today that you have a really close working partnership with your president and some of your key sales stakeholders. What has that meant for the success of your program? It's been absolutely critical to the success. It's partly
1: excitement and partly buy in. I think those mm-hmm. two things together have been absolutely critical to us to moving this program forward in a, in a meaningful way and I would say that the partnership has grown from from a standing start like I said I was there at the the start of 2019 <laughs> with the senior leaders across commercial where they were just looking at me slightly blankly so reframing it bringing them on the journey and actually celebrating some of those small wins small successes at the start has really built that partnership and asking what what was really great about the the commercial teams as well is we were not only asking to present at their leader leadership meetings within their own team. So, you know, trying to spread the word far and wide when there were successes and when we had implemented any of our initiatives, we asked them to present on it as well at their at their meetings with other stakeholders and to talk about what this, those successes had looked like, what the customer feedback had been and why it had been so great and how we'd made it work and asked them to kind of represent ABE which really resonated. Um, it was it was really exciting to see because we've got stakeholders from lots of other functions as well that we need to to bring on to on this journey, you know, our product management team, our customer service teams, there's all sorts of different groups that need to be in partnership with us to make any of this work. So to not only be presenting at their team meetings, but then get them to present even more broadly and and use their voices to really big up and celebrate um, ABE has been incredible. And yes, you mentioned uh, the president of SAP Global Market Intelligence. I mean, she is phenomenal anyway, across so many different areas. And to get her excited about ABE and the potential of what we could do when working with some of our our most you know influential customers or our, our largest customers that she is actually an executive sponsor of really kind of just move the needle for us in terms of the organization and to get her kind of using the acronym yes. and um, just talking about it in her in her town halls in her states of the business has been absolutely incredible and again has just. Driven us forward in in so many ways because once once the president starts talking about something, everybody else wants to know what that is.
0: Yeah, sounds sounds like you've been on quite a tremendous journey over the 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 past eighteen or nineteen months. What would you say you're you're most proud of?
1: So again, instilling the discipline, but also the excitement of ABE. I think the discipline is more about the the best practice, the processes, the successes, the tracking, the data that you know all of the great things that are really important on a day-to-day basis to keep moving us forward every day. But the overarching excitement around ABE across the organization has been great. And I'm even this week, I've had yep. two examples this week of direct customer feedback that has gone to the relationship manager and they have shared it broadly with our senior leadership team. So the entirety, including our president saying, this is what happened with this customer. This was the initiative. And here here's their feedback, and this is phenomenal. And we have built this relationship and it's you know, it's just been been completely transformational for this customer. And to get that excitement and just level of celebration across the organization is incredible. And then and then I'd say from my own team's perspective, just making as I said, we don't have full time ABE marketers that's mm-hmm. that full time job, but making and, and helping the team grow, all of them pretty much into ABMers, yeah. <laughs> as we like to call them, or it is, um, is, has been immense as well. So it's been a whole skill set build, uh, knowledge, expertise, and and this level of confidence that I've seen grow across the team as well. That's just been phenomenal and I'm, I'm so proud of the team and, and what they've been leading. Like I say, we've, we've thrown some people into the deep end and they've not only Swam, but they've, you know, they've run, the, they've won the race. <laughs>
0: you've had some huge success as well in accounts. You've touched on a couple of points like driving forward renewals and and also almost value-based positioning without having to drive discounting. What would you say if you had to refine it down to to three, what would you say the three big learnings have, have been for you? What three things would you do differently next time? What would we do
1: differently? So I would say at the start, when I first, when I, if I was to go back to that, you know, start point in in 2019. I think the way I framed ABM or ABE was maybe a little bit mysterious and a little bit theoretical. And what I needed to do was to start to move forward and be a bit more practical and to frame it from the mindset of the of the other parts of the organization so the, the other functions I think that was maybe my own perception you know I, I was very excited about ABM <laughs> I thought everybody would immediately get what ABM is and, and jump yeah. on board and, and be ready to go because I'd been doing a lot of learning about it I've been to a lot of conferences mm-hmm. I speak to a lot of marketers Yeah, we're all in the industry and we get it we know what it can drive but others maybe don't and and we can't kind of you know, criticize them for not getting it straight away. But I'd say maybe reframe it in really practical ways that, that it's meaningful to to those people that you're, you're talking to and that's beneficial to them, most importantly. I would also say at the start, we may be overpromised slightly. So as I talked about, we've had we've been flooded with demand because of the successes. And because of the excitement and the momentum and everything else, we were just kind of, yes, 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 of course <laughs> we'll do that. Like, of course we can do that. And then I could sort of start to see my teams being spread and spread more thinly and you know I think maybe if I'd have gone back we should have just said right this is our absolute maximum because we want to do this incredibly well and we did do it incredibly well but it was more the stress and strain on my team to be able to manage those expectations so I think from the outset setting setting some boundaries and, and scoping out what was possible would have been really helpful <laughs> um, yeah. looking back and then I, I think sort of I wouldn't say mistakes or learnings but it just if I look now where I want to go in terms of budget and people and putting together the an almost like an infrastructure around ABE is mm-hmm. is really important so we didn't you know i like I say we don't have full-time ABE ears or ABE marketers yeah. we didn't have specific budget carved out we had our overarching strategic you know marketing strategy budget ca- carved out in our normal ways and we hadn't we hadn't ring fenced any money for this and so that sometimes ended up with robbing peter to pay paul if yes. you, know, you know So yes. where can we get this budget from we want to do this initiative it's going to be great it's got great potential where can we get the budget from so we, it ended up causing a little bit of noise in the system because of that so if i was you know to look forward in doing that differently for 2021 we, we are looking at you know carving out budgets and, and people slightly differently as well mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sounds good. So three, three learnings, then f- framing in in more practical setting, uh, making sure that you're setting some boundaries in terms of the promise, and and really thinking about infrastructure um, up, up front. Um, but it, it sounds like you're working towards all of those things as as you head into yes. your your next year. So so where where next for your program? You're scaling to to three hundred accounts. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. What, scaling what is, is going to what be what our future. Look like for account based engagement.
1: Yeah, so scaling and we're going to need technology to scale. So we're sort of exploring the possibilities around that at the moment. We want to be able to scale our personalization but without losing any of the impact that we've been able to provide to, to our customers to date. We see this as almost forming a kind of foundation across a broader set of accounts that will help to deliver everything I've described, you know, our full set of capabilities and our people and our thought leadership and our expertise into that account in a slightly different different way, because obviously in 2020, we've all gone virtual and digital. So being able to package that up in a in a way that's enabled by technology is is going to be super critical going forward. Um, and then we'll use that foundation and build on that. And then then also deliver on those kind of more one-to-one experiences or those tailored experiences on top of that as well. So it's, there's a foundational element and then a, a sort of add-on or a, an extra value uh, level on top of that. And then what we're also looking at, so we've we've predominantly focused ABE around our current customers. And so, so providing the current customers with the support and the elevated experience and value that that they need. Whereas going forward, what's next is thinking about prospecting. So we think there's huge potential in this. When I've listened to other industry um, account-based marketers out there talking about this, you know, I've seen great successes in this, and it's the next next stage of our of our journey, I think, and exploration. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, I think it's fascinating how, you know, we've been involved in account-based marketing programs. They start at the key and strategic account level, but, but actually looking at taking some of that discipline into new logos or greenfield accounts just gives you an edge in terms of your own understanding of those accounts and, and how you're building those marketing strategies. Yes, exciting stuff. So, single biggest piece of advice for anyone else looking to accelerate how account based engagement is adopted in their organisation. You've you obviously done a fantastic job in in bringing some of your senior stakeholders and the rest of the business forward and and really collaborating. What would your advice be?
1: I would say less talking, more doing. So, um, at the start, we did quite a lot of talking, and that was one of my lessons, I think. So, um, to reframe it in practical ways for for your stakeholders. But, but also start doing to some, mm-hmm. out, to some extent, figure out what those small wins could be, those small steps you can take to kind of prove the model. And then once you've had those small wins, and you've proven the model to some extent, even if it is very small steps, celebrate those wins, mm-hmm. bring it back to the stakeholders, help them understand how it's making a difference, and, and just get more and more buy-in with each one of those successes and each one of those wins. So yeah, just just taking it each step at a time, but keep
0: driving forward and, and be determined and, and don't give up. Fantastic. Advice after my own heart. Start start somewhere and, and and have impact. I think there's there's lots of conversations that you can have around a topic like this or any kind of culture change, but actually um, showing some of that is is where you'll see the real difference. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Amy. I've really enjoyed the conversation and I can't wait to see see how your program rolls out as you scale up to, to 300 accounts. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you with us. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.